Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. What's it like out there? I don't mean the weather. I mean the investment climate for investing in mobile home parks. I'm going to break this analysis down into five areas, city, federal, lending, Wall Street, and the media. Let's first start off with the city's opinions of mobile home park owners today. And as usual, it's not favorable, but that's a good thing. Today, it's unfavorable with respect, as opposed to how it was 20 years ago when Dave and I got in the industry, where it was unfavorable with a complete lack of respect. And by that, I mean that cities do not like mobile home parks being in their boundaries, contrary to what they may say. And they have no desire to allow any more to ever be built, which is fantastic if you own a mobile home park because it keeps the supply completely capped. But at least today, they can't put on the appearance of not caring. They have to because of all of the media publicity on affordable housing and all the claims on discrimination against people who are of lower incomes. They have to at least pretend to be civil. And that's a good thing. What we're seeing today are situations where cities don't want new parks, wish you weren't there, but still fully respect the laws of grandfathering and of playing fair. So it's really an ideal environment for mobile home park investors. What attracts many people to mobile home parks is a simple breakdown in the supply and demand formula. With all other forms of real estate, you can build new properties almost anywhere you like. So if you have an apartment complex somewhere and you're looking at buying it, you're always worried, will they build another newer one across the street or down the block? That's not something that park owners have to worry about. And that's because cities just basically don't like mobile home parks. Now, at the same time, let's go over why they don't like them. Because one reason people don't realize is purely economic. Everyone thinks cities don't like mobile home parks because they frankly just don't look that nice. And as a result, a lot of cities do not see them as a good addition to development in the city boundaries. But really, there's a bigger issue at play because you can make the same argument on other uses. Self-storage isn't very attractive either. So what is it that makes mobile home parks look particularly bad to them? And that is what happens to them financially. If you have a mobile home park in most cities in America, and let's just model this assuming you've got a Missouri 1% tax rate, what it means is if the land is worth 30000 and the mobile home is valued at 5000 you've got $35,000 of taxable assessment taxed at 1%, which yields $350 per year to the city. That's all fine and dandy until you think about what happens inside that home. In most mobile home parks, you've got a lot of children. Those children may have to go to school. So as a result, when you go to school, they're going to be spending five to $8,000 per year per kid in school costs. And what does it mean? It means that person who's paying 350 in tax who has two kids is probably costing the city around $10,000 a year. Multiply that times 100 and you start to get the picture. Will cities ever like mobile home parks? I don't think so. I think even though they may, as time goes on and the parks could even turn around and become a little classier, a little more mainstream, the issue will never change regarding the taxation. Look at what happens if you change that from mobile home park to self-storage, for example. Let's say the self-storage facility values its units at $20,000 per unit. 
Well, yes, that's only $200 a year in tax. But at the same time, bear in mind, there's no cost in that. There's no tuition. There's no hospital, no fire, no police. So you can pretty much get the picture. The big change, though, from 20 years ago to today is the fact that the cities, again, treat us with respect. They realize that they've got to have affordable housing. The the federal government mandates it, which we'll talk about in a minute. And as a result, they really can't get rid of you. So they've come to accept mobile home park owners as just a part of their environment for the long term. And they're not even dreaming of the ability to eliminate you. They just don't want any more. Now let's look at the federal government and how it currently relates to the investment climate out there. Federal government right now is on a huge love affair with the mobile home and the mobile home park. And it kind of came out of nowhere. It was a love affair from a half century ago when the federal government was the largest owner of mobile homes in the U.S. They owned about 400,000 units of them in World War II. However, for about a half a century, they, they kind of got divorced. They went their own way. They remarried and really then started supporting the apartment industry and the stick build industry. But now they've come back. It's kind of like a, kind of like a love story. So what's happened now is the government realized that should not have gone its errant ways regarding affordable housing. And that maybe what we offer, our product, is the best solution they've got to beat the affordable housing crisis. Why is that? Well, apartments, as we all know, are subsidized. So what happens when you have an apartment complex is you put in a person on some kind of Section 8 program, affordable housing program, and the taxpayers pay the differential. That, however, is not really a very workable plan if you are trying to fix things long term, because it means that all of your folks living in those apartments are being subsidized, and that never ends. However, if they live in a mobile home in a mobile home park, as soon as they get that mobile home paid off, they have a huge reduction in cost, such that the mobile home park actually is the only solution to the affordable housing crisis that's not subsidized. And it's dawning on everyone suddenly that, hey, this is a really good idea. Last year, they passed HR 3700, allowing you to use Section 8 vouchers to buy mobile homes. They've not enacted it yet because HUD's been dragging their feet for the longest time. No one knows why. But the HUD will ultimately have to enact it. And it, again, is one more sign of support by the federal government to the industry. Other things going on out there are the discussion of getting back in the mortgage creation business by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac for mobile home buyers. That would be fantastic if they would do that. They haven't done that again in about a half a century. It would be very welcome news if they were to do that. They've also been breaking down the doors of lending products for the industry, offering agency debt through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They've even been supporting greater initiatives on grandfathering. That's worthy of note. And then finally, they're even looking at tax credit programs to foster the industry. Just recently, there was a proposal, although it didn't go anywhere, of giving park owners tax credits if they elect not to redevelop the property but leave it as a mobile home park. So we're seeing a really quite a rekindling of that old love affair with the federal government, and that's a huge part of the current investment climate for mobile home parks. Number three is lending. We've also got a huge love affair going on with banks. Now, this is a hard-earned love affair. This is more like the movie The Notebook, I think. So what you have is mobile home parks have been proving to lenders time and time again that they're a good loan product by rarely defaulting. We have the lowest default rate year after year, sometimes tied with self-storage. A couple times they've edged us out, but we are by far right at the top of the heap as far as low default rates. And lenders have taken note. And now, over the last 20 years, lenders actually like what we do and are very eager and aggressive to make new loans in our sector. 
So we're really looking very good on the investment climate with lending. It's getting all the better now because of all these new agency debt products brought out by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So now there are even more debt borrowing options out there. And again, why? Because we earned it by making our payments, by not defaulting. Those are the things lenders like to see. Sure, we're not glamorous. We're not a big old beautiful office tower made of steel and glass. It's very impressive to take your wife by or just to stand in the lobby and admire what you've made a loan on. But the fact of the matter is office buildings go upside down all the time. Office building defaults are not that uncommon. Bubble home park defaults are very uncommon, and that has made the lending environment out there very, very strong for what we do. Next, Wall Street. What is the investment climate like with Wall Street right now? Well, very, very favorable. Look at the stocks of the REITs. They've gone insane. ELS, Sun, and UMH are up majorly over the last 24 months. Why is that? Because again, people are seeing that mobile home parks could offer the only non-subsidized solution to affordable housing. As a result, investors have been rewarding these companies by buying up their shares. The yield at ELS has plunged to as low as about 3.6% dividend, yet people keep buying the stock. Why is that? They very much believe in the product. They believe in affordable housing. They also believe that rents will continue to go up in those parks. So they're really not buying a 3% dividend. What they're thinking is, where will this be five to 10 years from now? Just look at the headlines on all the Wall Street publications regarding these REITs, and you can Google it up. You'll see that Wall Street really, really has grown very, very attracted to the mobile home park sector, and that's fantastic. Now, there aren't that many publicly traded mobile home park REITs. Right now in the U.S., there's only three. Sun, ELS, and UMH. However, you have a new entrant, Brookfield Asset. It's a public read out of Canada. They recently bought up RHP, also known as North Star. So now you have both American and Canadian REITs involved in the market, and that's a fantastic thing. If you want to go one step off of mainstream Wall Street, a la things that are traded publicly, and just look at the Carlisle Group, largest private equity group in the United States now buying mobile home parks. No one's exactly sure how many they've bought. It's been rumored to be between two and 4,000 lots. But nevertheless, it's another Wall Street group that's saying, hey, I really like this asset type. I think I'm going to get involved in it. And they've done so in a big way. And they're not alone. If you go to the MHI event in Chicago, which is annual and is coming up here in a few weeks, you'll find constantly people there in dark suits wearing name tags with various private equity group names on them. There's no shortage of folks right now who see Affordable housing is a giant megatrend, and they want to share in that. They want to invest in that megatrend and profit by it. So right now, I don't think I've ever seen Wall Street more favorable on the industry. You can't really go back too far and even find a mobile home park wreath. I think the earliest was Chateau, and they did a fine job. But my gosh, that's been a long time ago. So really, if you look at ELS, which I think is a product of the 90s, we don't have that long a track record. Wall Street didn't even like us enough to let us be public for the longest time. But now suddenly they're dawning on them that we are really something that's worthy of investment. And the returns on those REITs are so impressive, I think people will be remembering that for a long time to come. Finally, the media. Where do we stand as far as investments and the media? Well, that comes in several different formats. You first got where we stand as far as the television and news channels. And, you know, they continue to like to show shows such as Cops 
and Myrtle Manor and these various things that get people to view. You know, most people consider that the show Cops is the best chance they have of seeing some sex and violence, particularly on the mobile home park edition, so they happily tune in. So from a television perspective, there's still no positive show on the industry. So I don't know if that will ever even change because people, when they hear the words trailer park, they get all excited, but not for positive reasons. But if you look at the more intelligent forms of media, things like the Wall Street Journal and Time, those kind of items, you'll see nothing but a bountiful bouquet of affection on the part of the media and mobile home parks. Look at some recent examples. Look at the Time Magazine article called The Home of the Future. Is that not impressive? Here you have a a situation of a magazine that looks at a mobile home as the product of the future. And the reason they chose the mobile home and the mobile home park was our sense of community. In fact, in the article, they say that we are the gated community of the less affluent. That's a huge plus having Time Magazine, which is one of the largest circulations in the world, raving about the product. Look at the Wall Street Journal and all the great things they've said in recent times about the industry. Look at the New York Times. It came out to boot camp and hung out with myself and talked to Dave. And look at what they wrote about the industry. Look at all the great things going on. Even look at the most recent National Geographic, which is not really a television. It's a cable news show who came out to my house here in St. Genevieve and then went with me for a day up to the parks we own in St. Louis. Again, what you find is that people are really starting to like what we do. And they're not doing it in a way I think that's dishonest. If you talk to the reporters, they're really just kind of fascinated how there was this real estate sector that they've never heard of before, which is doing all these great things for people who need affordable housing, and they had absolutely no idea we existed. It's shocking how few people have ever been in a mobile home park or ever gave at the time of day or ever even bothered to drive in the driveway if they didn't have a friend or relative who lived in there. And suddenly the media is seeing, my gosh, these guys are providing a detached dwelling with a yard, you can park by your front door, you can be a homeowner, have a sense of community. How much was that again? How can it be that cheap? Over and over, when you talk to the media, you'll find that they're just in disbelief in a world in which apartments are at $1,200 a month, roughly on average, we're producing a product that's only maybe often a fourth of that in cost that is so much better. And it's not just American media that's starting to like us. I just did a show with the Italian TV station, RAI. They are a nonprofit out of Italy. In fact, I was on the show with the largest circulation in Italy of these news show products. And it's on the affordable housing crisis in Italy. And they came to the U.S. to see what the U.S. is doing regarding the affordable housing crisis. And they were blown away by the product. I took them out to our mobile home park in Sugar Creek in Fenton, Missouri. We went in a brand new home, not not a super top-of-the-line home, but a good home, three-bedroom, two baths, right around 1,000 square feet. I walked the reporter and the cameraman through the home. They did some filming. We had to have a translator there. I asked, I asked the reporter, so what would this home cost in Italy? He looked at the home. He looked at me. He looked out the window, and he told me in Italian, which had to be translated, that if this home was not a mobile home, but was on a foundation in Italy, it would be priced at about $300,000, all the way up to $500,000 if it was in a big city like Rome. Then I asked him, what would this rent for in Italy? He said that a place like that, whether it was an apartment or a condo or a stick build in Italy, would rent for between three dollars and $5,000 per month. And that's not Italian dollars, that's U.S. dollars. 
Think of how more astounding their costs are than our costs. Wow, what a differential. So again, the affordable housing crisis isn't just an American phenomenon, it's a world phenomenon. And you're starting to see more positive media attributes of our industry than we've ever seen before. Why? Because again, we work, we're not subsidized. People like us. They like having a yard. They like not having neighbors knocking on their walls and ceilings. We offer a great product and it's incredibly inexpensive. And finally, the media is waking up and saying, gosh, you know what? That is pretty interesting. We did not know this existed. And now that we've seen it, we are really, really impressed. So let's review it one last time and sum it up. Thumb up or thumb down. Let's look at the viewpoints on our investment niche. City, positive on the fact we do provide affordable housing and respectful of us. However, thumbs down on building new ones. And that's great. Federal, two thumbs up. They love what we're doing. They love the idea of of unsubsidized affordable housing. They're bending over backwards right now based on that duty to serve mandate. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are spending overtime hours working up new ways to make loans on mobile homes and mobile home parks. Look at lenders, two thumbs up. Lenders love what we're doing. They love the fact we don't default. They love the fact that the residents are very, very stable. They're very happy. Therefore, our revenues rarely deviate from the budget and we can make our note payments. Wall Street, two thumbs up. They're liking what we're doing. Public markets are liking us and private equity markets are liking us. And why shouldn't they? We have so much upside and we have such a great product. Finally, the media. Those are folks who have trashed us for decades. All the time, if you look at the television depiction of mobile home parks and mobile home park tenants, it's awful. Trailer Park Boys, Myrtle Banner, the show Cops, the comedian Jeff Foxworthy, who had a lot of media time there at one moment in his career. All these folks, very negative, trying to stereotype everyone in the industry to being trailer trash. However, it's changed now. The intelligent outlets, the Wall Street Journals, the Time magazines, they are really realizing what a great asset we are to America to provide affordable housing to people who need it. And I think you'll see even more of that going on in the future. So again, the investment climate for mobile home parks right now, in our viewpoint, extremely positive. We'll be back next week with another podcast. This is Frank Roth. Thanks for spending some time. Hope you learned something. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.